0: Good afternoon everyone, I'm Shaina Goswang and here is my part two of my podcast series A Rose and Thorns, The Beauty and Hardship. This episode will focus on the importance in place on our lives and how it can influence our decisions. As the audience, I want you to think about all the places that have influenced you. I honestly think a place does not have to be a tangible location, it can be a state of mind or feeling. But think of a place that has affected your identity, your actions, or even your voice. So places have always influenced my way of life and the decisions I've made. And I feel like that has happened to a lot of people other than myself. I want to talk about most specifically the idea of code switching and how that has been based on places that we've been through been to and how that kind of alters our way of speaking and code switching is when a person alternates between two or more languages or varieties of language in conversation and i thought of this when reading the reflection that we had this week based on amy tan tan's mother tongue which scrutinizes the different Englishes we use based on our audience and she emphasizes this idea of different versions of the English language and it started making me think of this kind of facade that we have in society of this perfect limited English speaker and she emphasizes on this as well and I feel I've I started thinking about myself and how I have Tried to hold this persona and I mostly started thinking about what kind of audience I do this with and I realized it's only with professionals, you know. And the way I speak to my friends or the way I speak to my family, it's quite different than the way I speak to like a professional higher authority. And I started thinking about an example in school. And the way I talk to my teachers isn't the way I talk to my friends or even isn't the way that I talk to the principal. And I felt like it does depend on audience because the way I talk to my friends and my parents are quite similar. Like I might talk with this specific voice or this specific type of English, but I still hold respect to my friends and my family. So it's way different than when I talk to my teachers or my principal, you know? And I guess it's kind of sort of illuminates this idea that society feels that our tongue and our language prohibits us from getting opportunities because we only, well, I only tend to sort of change my English for professionals. And Like it does, it does accentuate this idea that our tongue will prohibit us from getting opportunities and we must change it in order to do so. And I started thinking of the class video we had this Tuesday, and I remember the speaker talking about people calling her articulate. And articulate means having or showing the ability to speak fluently and coherently. And something that we do well I supposedly we speak fluently and coherently when I'm speaking to somebody who applies that type of energy and will i feel like would connect with me more if I use that type of language and this comes from the practice we do of code switching, and I feel like. Society has enforced so many norms onto us, and it's not even like this perfect American speaker. It's so much more. And it reminds me of how the Garcia girls lost their accents, which we read last year. And it talks about one of the sisters named Yolanda who didn't want to go to school because she was bullied based on her accent. And even when we code switch it emphasizes this idea that we don't feel comfortable in our own tongue when talking to certain people because of their criticism on if we do so. And that kind of goes into like other specific norms that are put onto us. For example, I remember reading the case of reparations which talks about how African-Americans aren't supported by our system and our government and it uses redlining as an example and redlining is when you determine where someone lives based on their race or economic status. And he uses places like Chicago that are densely populated with African Americans and what these people do are is they use these lines to push people of color away from white neighborhoods and enclose them into impoverished neighborhoods to separate black and white people. And I felt that sometimes place does give this adverse connotation. And I felt like Ta-Nehisi to really gets into this. And it kind of sort of reminded me of his fortunate way of describing pr- place and between the world and me. And Between the World and Me was a letter to his son about the injustices he will face as a black man. And he describes to his son his home as a Mecca. And I remember taking AP Art History and I knew that the Mecca was a city in Islamic culture where Muslims take a very important pilgrimage to pray as a tradition. And he references this by stating that the community he built in Howard University was his Mecca and it made me think of this idea that, well, in Islamic culture, it's a place where people go to and will always tie back to because it's their tradition and I felt that his Mecca symbolizes a place where you feel a sense of belonging and a part that you will always come back to, you know, and the idea of place, it's a very hard concept to grasp. Um, there's certain times where you want to distinguish your identities because of the how society is and those norms, but there's certain times where you feel like you need to push those together, but it's kind of hard because those are conflicting. And I remember reading Americana, and she was hard... It was hard for her to distinguish between her own identities because in Africa, she would have this whole identity on who she needed to be, but in America, it was completely different. And you would think that you would want to enforce both so that you're able to live in both of these places, but it's harder because the way society fits in both places... You have to separate them. Because like, in America, you can't be half American and half African, half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. It's quite hard in America. But over there, you can't be half American because of how America portrays itself. It's like, you get what I'm saying? And I felt like it's very hard to do so. And... This kind of gets into my idea of what America is. And I started thinking about history and um, imperialism and how we felt back then that places hold power enough that if you conquer them, you have more power and influence on others. And we felt that if we take over these places, it extends... Our influence. So, what we did was we tried to colonize the whole Western Hemisphere in order to be in control. And it kind of emphasizes how important places are that the more you have, or the more control you have of the place, the more power you have. And I felt that that was something that was really important because how places really influenced our whole history, you know and I don't know I started thinking about the future and with like college you know and even though it's like always been a like a big life-changing moment like college I I started thinking about this article that we read in physics this week and how like People of color were faced with discouragement because of their race, you see, because there's a lot of financial challenges preventing people of color from attending the best programs for, well, specifically for physics, because that was what we were learning about. And it started leading to this idea that African-American students were being discouraged by their professors and their faculty of several departments because they were questioned on their choice of major. And I, I guess that, I wouldn't say scared me, but made me realize like how not easy the world is. And like now I'm getting into this step where I'm being independent, even more independent than I was before because it is college and I would have to deal with this. And I know there are many institutions that, don't discourage African Americans, but I know that there's a human problem in society where it's at the point where we can't even change society. Society, even though we want to change it so bad and we've tried so hard, it's going to take so much time to change how society is. And it started in the article, it started emphasizing this idea that what we need to do is acknowledge the goals and the values of these faculty members who discourage African Americans and pro- provide like propo- proposals according to that and in order for us to like have more bachelor degrees in physics. And it's this idea that sometimes we feel that we can't even change what's happening and we can't change the systematic oppression that people of color face. So we have to grow accustomed to it and adapt to it in order to be greater. And, you know, sometimes that conflicts me, you know. But, you know, something that I wanna focus my my growth and my identity on because I have to code switch myself. You know, I have to like incorporate how important Home is to my decisions. I have to, you know, master this type of skill that I was never taught because society taught me that my tongue and my language isn't good enough to speak to like higher authority. And it kind of influenced my growth. Not even kind of, like, it did influence my growth because. I felt that now that I've realized how detrimental code-switching is on who I am and my tongue, that I need to embrace it now on. And I feel like now that I've understood it while graduating, I can go into college and, like, you know, face it. Because I know places like college are influenced by the norms of society even if they aren't in the favor of people of color but it's good that we have acknowledged and recognized the system and how society is through like code switching or through the books that we've read or even through history or like the case of reparations like those are important ideas that have like helped us realize the obstacles we will face in the future, not knowing the obstacles that we have faced now because of everything that's going on with like riots and the murder of George George Floyd. And I feel like being from the Bronx has influenced me. I feel like I've grown a part of a specific culture and that ties back to my idea that places have always influenced our way of life and the decisions we've made and i started thinking of i'm sorry i started thinking of random family just now and how knowing that in random family it's a puerto rican family and i'm puerto rican and how they grew up in the poor streets of the bronx even though it was a different time period i still connected to them because Even though theirs had a really unfortunate connotation with like the protagonist Jessica on how she felt that at home she wasn't given love or money. So her whole life she sort of searches for that and she doesn't even know how to like feel them or what it looks like or how to use them enough that she goes to jail. She loses her daughters like they're not she's not even there for them you know and it's this idea that that I'm able to connect with them and realize that the stuff that I wasn't given at home I can strive to get that when I'm older and not in the adverse connotation that they had in random family but in like my growth and my creativity and even my identity so I've always felt that place was really important to me it's always been important to me and it has and I know that it's influenced other people's way of life and the decisions they made and going into college and taking the next step I want to hold on to the places that I've been through or like the stuff that I've learned about places in order to influence who I am and I feel like we're doing good. You know, I'm doing well with what I've experienced on places and even though talking about how about society and about how places influence others decisions or even how place influence me, I feel like that I've have grown. And I hope that this podcast has made you acknowledge the stuff that I have and made you grow so thank you for listening and hope you have a nice weekend because it is friday so bye